Hey, what's up, everybody? Isaac here, Civil Engineering Academy. Excited to be with you again on another podcast episode. Today, I bring on an awesome guest, Will Ludgate, who is a student of the Ultimate Civil FE Review course, which is a course we provide at Civil Engineering Academy. You can check it out at civilfereviewcourse.com. But Will, he went into the construction world, decided that he wanted to have a change of career. So he went into civil engineering. He had a civil engineering degree, but wanted to go into construction. But nine years later, took the FE exam. So we detail his journey and how he discovered Civil Engineering Academy, why it was a good fit for him, and how he was able to ace the FE exam with this uh, huge gap between school and actually taking it. So we're excited to share this one with you. Definitely go check us out at civilengineeringacademy.com. If you need help with your FE exam, we're excited to help you as well. So anyway, with that, Will's going to be coming up right after this, and we'll see you in a minute. Hey guys, if you haven't already, I want to let you know about our awesome newsletter. If you haven't signed up for the Civil Engineering Academy newsletter, seriously, what's wrong with you? I'm just kidding. Go check it out though. You'll get all the latest episodes that we produce, blog articles, exams, discounts, course material, all this fun stuff is through our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up, go check it out. That's civilengineeringacademy.com slash newsletter. You'll be taken, go sign up and uh, you'll start getting our fun newsletters that we send out usually once a week. So go check it out, civilengineeringacademy.com slash newsletter and go sign up. Hey, have you struggled to find time to actually read a book? I know I have. Life is busy, four kids, all of that jazz. It makes it really hard to actually sit down and read a book. So you know what I turned to? I turned to Audible and we have an affiliate with them. If you go to civilengineeringacademy.com slash Audible, that's A-U-D-I-B-L-E. You can jump on and find your favorite titles to go anywhere with you. Use that link. You'll get 30 days for free. You'll also get a couple of credits. And if you're already a Prime member, you'll get two credits, which is good for some premium selection titles that you can actually keep. But go check them out. I really have enjoyed Atomic Habits by James Clear, which gives you an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. They've got fun ones like Dune that are on there and tons of others. So if you're in the hunt to find time in your day to listen to books, definitely give them a shot. Go to civilengineeringacademy.com slash audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E. And go get a free 30-day trial of Audible. Go check them out. Hey, Will, thanks for joining me on the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. I appreciate you jumping on with me today. Yeah, no problem. Happy to be here. Well, I always like to ask this question with guests, but, um, you know, you're in the world of civil engineering. How did you end up here? How did you get here? Um, So I just started working as a civil engineer about a year ago. I work for a small company in Colorado, kind of rural Colorado. We do mostly kind of work for local governments, local counties and cities and towns. We do roads and bridges and some land development and a lot of septic systems. Mostly I've been kind of learning civil 3D, which has been challenging, but rewarding at the same time. I like doing it. That's a pretty cool software to learn. Yeah, I'd done some AutoCAD in school, but had not done civil 3D. So it's been a fun challenge. So I graduated civil engineering degree from Bucknell back in uh, 2013. And engineering kind of runs in my family, but my parents are engineers. My younger brother's an engineer. I have some aunts and uncles that are engineers. But after graduating, I worked in construction for about nine years. And then about a year ago, I decided that construction wasn't really the right fit for me. So I kind of looked around to see if there was any local jobs that I could do. 
and our local engineering company was hiring. So I figured I have the degree. My family seems to enjoy doing it. So why not give it a shot? And so far, I really enjoyed doing it. I think engineering is a much better fit for me than the construction project management that I was doing. So I've been happy with the decision so far. Let's back up a little bit. So you graduated a civil engineer and then you went into construction? Or mm-hmm. were you always in construction and just and you got the civil engineering degree as you were going to work? No, I went to school for civil engineering. Yeah, I had an internship between junior and senior year for a large nationwide general contracting company. And I really liked it a lot. I really liked the coworkers. I kind of liked how fast paced it was. I thought it was pretty exciting. I decided that's what I wanted to do. And there was a lot of my peers, other students that ended up doing the same thing, working for large general contractors. Makes sense. I guess another question I have is, was that a hard transition going from construction to engineering? It was hard to get there, I guess, to make the decision to kind of realize that that's not what I wanted to do anymore. So like I mentioned, I thought that I really was going to enjoy construction. That's really, really wanted to do. But it took me years to kind of realize that it wasn't the right fit for me. It's a pretty stressful job, long hours, a lot of relocating. You got to go where the projects are. So I ended up moving from Maryland originally. I moved to D.C., then to South Carolina, then to the Bay Area, then back to Maryland and Baltimore, and then to D.C. or outside D.C. again. So that was tough. A lot of money. And then, yeah, and kind of with the stress, along with some personal kind of issues I went through in my 20s, I kind of got burned out and then decided that construction wasn't for me anymore. And then I kind of took a break from my career. And my brother, he decided he wanted to be a ski bum for a season out of Colorado. So I was kind of you know, ready to quit my job. And I thought that sounds like a great idea. So him and I moved out to rural Colorado and lived in a trailer for a couple months working at a ski resort. So that was fun. We did it basically 2019 to 2020. So the season was cut short due to COVID. Then we spent a few months in a trailer looking for jobs, which was uh, fun, you could say. Then I found a, another job with a general contractor in Colorado, about an hour away from where I was living. I decided to give construction another shot, worked there for about a year and a half. This was tough because I was commuting to California from Colorado, like every other week, living in a hotel, which is pretty tough. And then after doing that for about a year and a half, I decided I'm done. This is not the right move for me. And then kind of thought about what I could do. And like I said before, I found the company I'm working for now and decided that uh, I'll give design a shot rather than just building the buildings. Well, I think it's a good combo to have. And I'm sure it looks good on resumes, too, when you've got that experience, hands-on experience tied to the design side too. So, well, okay, let's fast forward then. You recently passed the FE exam. When you were in college, was that a requirement to pass the FE exam to get a degree or is it no. later or how'd that work? No, I know that I've since learned that some colleges do that, do have that as a requirement, but no, it was not a requirement. Okay. And yeah, at the time, no, I guess I was kind of more interested in partying than studying <laughs> Unfortunately, but all my professors told us, you know, you should really, even if you don't think you'll need it, you should take the FE now because it's going to be really hard to to do it later. And I kind of figured, whatever, I'm going to be a contractor. I'm not going to need to do it. I'm just going to have fun. (laughs) Which, you know, regret now or regret doing it. But uh, I guess ultimately I made it work. I guess when you started this FE journey, that was kind of the mindset is that you had to kind of restart learning again to get the FE. So what was that time gap, I guess, from college to when you took the FE? So I graduated in 2013. I took it at the end, month ago, almost end of 2022. So it was about nine years from graduating to passing. 
Well, congratulations. That's a huge deal, especially at thanks gone from it for so long. Tell me how you discovered Civil Engineering Academy on this journey. Yeah, so I basically knew I was going to need some help <laughs> studying. So when I first started working during my interview and on, on my first day of work, my boss asked me, you know, how soon are, can you get the FE passed and, you know, then ultimately go on to get your PE. I kind of told him I probably within a year I could do it, but I knew I needed some help. Um, I'd sold all my college textbooks and I just kind of went online and looked, see what different classes were available. Um, I did some free trials to some of the other classes offered, but I kind of looked at the price. I liked the, uh, I guess, the price of Civil Engineering Academy compared to the other ones. I knew I wanted to buy a year access to whatever class I got. My mindset being that I'll study for six months, and if I fail, then I'll have another six months to take it a few more times if I need to. Luckily, I passed my first time, so that wasn't a, an issue, but that was kind of my, I was being conservative, you know, kind of expecting the worst. That's a good way to look at it. And that's kind of why we, we offer that as well. So people can have a repeat chance, you know, keep it going and have access. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad you found us. That's awesome. Did you have any other resources that you were using to help you on this journey or was it mainly the course? Um, it was mainly the course. I had access to the FE reference guide from NCES. I bought the book as well, the hard copy, which I don't recommend doing. I don't think it was worth it because you want to get used to kind of control F searching for problems. <laughs> I wouldn't spend the money if anyone out there is kind of deciding to, if they want the hard copy. I have the whole internet, <laughs> which helps as well. So there's some subjects where if I needed a little more help understanding, I just, you know, look at YouTube videos or articles online. I realized that I don't think I ever learned influence lines when I was in college. Okay. I didn't take steel design. So maybe they taught it in that class, but I had to watch a few YouTube videos to kind of wrap my head around that. But for the most part, I was just using the uh, Civil Engineering Academy lectures and practice problems. That's great. Can I ask maybe what was your favorite part about the course? What seemed most helpful to you? Oh, the practice exams. We definitely try to, to hammer those home. So we get a couple PDF ones as well as a whole CBT simulator. So did you feel like that provided a lifelike a realistic exam experience for you? Yeah, that's probably the most important part of the whole course, in my opinion, is taking that simulated practice test. I took six practice tests total. I, I bought two from another resource, and then I took the official NCEES practice exam. But basically, the last two months of my studying was just taking practice tests every weekend. But when I was starting out taking the practice tests, it was taking me like seven or eight hours to get through them. It was good that I took them and realized that I needed to work on my speed and just taking more practice tests helped me get quicker. But I think I took the, the simulated CBT one second to last, so I got a little faster by then. But that was really helpful to have. You got the two screens up. You got your the reference handbook on one side. You got the questions on the other side. You have to take the break around the time when you would on the normal test. So that really helped when I went into the actual exam, have that familiarity going into it. That's awesome. I'm glad it could help you. And I mean, that's the whole point of it, right? To give you experience in doing that. So I guess a question, do you have a recommendation on maybe when a student should take that CBT exam in their studies? Do you recommend it near the end or a specific time frame? I would say near the end. That's what I did. I took the two included, just PDF ones first. And then once I was feeling pretty confident, I wanted to kind of, you know, simulate the real test. So I'd kind of gone over all the material already. Awesome. So I would say take the PDF ones and try to do them within the five and a half hours if you can. 
to get good at cross speed. But yeah, at least for me, it seemed to be good to take him at the end. Take the CBT at the end. Yeah, I think that's a key component. Like time management's a huge deal in these exams. And when people get stuck on that, I do recommend putting the pressure on well before the real exam and doing time practice exams to see if you can do well on them. And and I think you naturally get better at it as you do more of them. Just sounds like which is what happened with you. So that's awesome. Yeah. Was there any surprises taking a CBT exam that were just like, whoa, you know, that's a surprise or alternative item type questions that you felt like came out of nowhere or any surprises on the CBT exam? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I kind of knew how it was going to be going into it. Yeah. But luckily the the people in my exam <laughs> center were pretty friendly, which is nice. But yeah, I don't think any of the, uh, none of the problems really threw me for a loop. I will say there were, it seemed to be a lot of like theory problems, qualitative problems, which were harder for me because I've been out of school for so long. So when you have like a quantitative problem with multiple choice, and you, you know, if you get one of the numbers, you know, you're right. But when there's problems asking for like, uh, I don't know, kind of like more theoretical things, that was hard because I haven't taken a, like a lecture or been to a, a lecture in so long. And I feel like that's where you gain that information is in the classroom. So those were harder for me, but I think ultimately, I mean, I passed, so I think I got enough of those correct. A lot of those, I feel like you use there to use engineering judgment, and it sounds like you did that. So good job. What advice would you have for anyone else that's been out of school for a long period of time and then has to get back into this game? Any tips that you would share with anyone else? I think you got to come up with a good plan. I guess the hardest for me was just starting because it just seemed like such a kind of daunting task that had been out for so long that I have to relearn all this stuff all over again. It took me four years to learn it. I have to do it all again. But coming up with a plan really helped. I think you guys offer some plans and your and some of the materials you offer. So I kind of stuck to that. I would, you know, watch the video like usually Monday night for a, a subject and I do the practice problems for the rest of the week or maybe two weeks, depending on how many problems there were. I had to buy a new calculator, an exam approved calculator, and I, I didn't have my TI-83 anymore. Yeah, I think it's important to use the calculator that you're going to use on the exam and know all its, its functions, too. I think those knowing that can help you with some questions as well. So good tips, good tips. What I guess the next step here for you is the PE exam. What are you looking forward to about that one? I'm looking forward to passing it. <laughs> It'll be another challenge to study for it. I'm still not really sure what subject I take it in. As I mentioned before, I have a lot of construction experience, but that's not really what I'm doing now. So I don't know if what uh, what subject I choose. Yeah, it's a few years to kind of figure that out still. That's good. Yeah, you got some time. Usually um, some tips I have around that. Usually the number one thing that I recommend is looking at what is going to help you at the workplace. And maybe that's the one that you should probably dive into because you're going to have your head in a book for a while. So let's use mm -hmm. some help you at work. But at the end of the day, if we just want to pass this thing, maybe look back at what you did really well in school. And um, if you're crushing water resources, maybe that's the one to do. If you did so well in school with that, you obviously enjoyed it because you did well in it. But Anyway, those are just some quick tips on, you know, making a decision on that. I do agree. You've got a lot of construction experience, so maybe that ties into that as well. So you definitely got a challenge deciding what to do there. So good deal. Will, is there any other tips or tricks that you would recommend for anyone else taking the FE fairly soon? Don't be afraid to use the search function on the FE reference book. There's a few times 
my practice problems where I was just kind of looking myself, scrolling through and didn't see anything. But then if I just kind of searched, I would have found the formula I needed. So when in doubt, search, yeah, control F. Also, I guess scheduling the exam, I guess having a set date was helpful. At first, I was kind of pushing off setting a date, kind of thinking, oh, well, you know, maybe I want, maybe I'll need more time. So I'll just kind of wait till I'm ready to schedule the test. But eventually, one of my coworkers told me that I might have to wait a while if I do that. So I scheduled it. And then once I had that date, it really motivated me to make sure I was ready. And then by the time I was done studying, I was, I told myself, I don't want to take this again. So I'm going to do <laughs> everything I can to make sure I can pass this. And I felt like I had, I'd studied really as much as I really could, I feel. So awesome. Those are great tips. I love the pressure that you put on yourself by scheduling an exam. You know, we as humans love to kick stuff down the road forever. But as soon as we mm -hmm. have a date, then it's like, oh, you know, now we're committed. So that's good advice. Well, uh, is there any other tips or advice you would share with someone that may be considering joining our uh, the Ultimate Civil FE Review course? Well, it worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, if it works for well, it's going to work for others. So that's what we're saying. It's going to work. Well, thanks for doing this, Will. This has been fun. You've shared some really good tips for people um, that are taking the FE, especially if they've been out of school for a long period of time. And it's nice to know that people can also change their careers. You know, you were in construction and you wanted to flip that switch and try something different. And, and that's okay to do. So I'm really excited to share that with others who may be thinking the same thing. Or maybe there's other engineers that are like, I want to, I want to go to construction. Maybe they want to do something else. So who knows? But it's nice to know that, that you've taken steps to improve your life and your career. You've taken this first step to crush the FE exam. And I can't wait till uh, you crush the PE exam too. So thanks for doing this with me. And I guess maybe we'll see you in another one. Yeah. Thanks, Isaac. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. Thanks for joining me today. If you want, please leave a review or a comment or a like. They definitely go a long way and share it with a friend because why not? It helps. Hey, if you're interested in becoming a guest, feel free to shoot me an email, Isaac at civilengineeringacademy.com. And if you know anyone or yourself personally, definitely check out our website, civilengineeringacademy.com, where we can help you on your journey to become a professional engineer, whether that's to help you pass your FE or your PE, or just get great career advice. And if if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of this podcast and have an amazing outreach to other civil engineers, also shoot me an email and we'll be there to help you. Anyway, thanks for joining me today and we'll see you in the next one. Bye.